Welcome to the Figure Booth Podcast with Josh and Nate. Whether you're getting ready for that commute, that workout, or sitting at home relaxing, join us as we talk action figures and collecting them. Now let's start the show. Welcome back, guys. Episode two, The Community. I'm your host, Josh, a.k.a. Prime to the First. Hey, guys, it's Nate, a.k.a. Figure Fan underscore Nate. Episode two, man. We made it. I think this is it. We can uh, chalk it up, put in my my notice at my day job and uh, focus on this podcast 100% now. Yeah, Achievement Unlocked, uh, new life goal, starting a new podcast. Now we can quit our day jobs. That sounds like a plan. And, you know, before we dive into to this week's topics, um, I think I, I want to shed some light on we got a lot of good support from the toy community. Um, and, and it kind of gave us that idea to call this episode of the community. We're going to talk about a lot of good stuff um, that that has been happening um, and some uh, topics that you brought up to the to the podcast here. But we, I did want to shed some light on everyone that either reshared it in their stories, sent us some feedback, whether it was DM or um, any other method. Um, yeah, I, I truly feel like we're getting the support from those individuals that follow us. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome, man. Uh, I saw people sharing in their stories. I got a couple of DMs about how they liked the episode. Um, you know, people were commenting on some of my posts like, hey, great shot. Love the podcast, by the way. Um, so it was really cool, man. I just want to say a big thanks to all everyone that shared, anybody that listened to the last episode. Uh, we really appreciate you. We, we're glad you guys are liking this so far. Yeah, I'm digging it. It's I got a lot of words of encouragement. Um, and then that's really reassuring. You know, you, you kind of feel like you're on the right track and you bring something of value because as we're going to dive into some of the topics today, you're going to see that there's so much going on around us within the toy community. Um, we want to make sure we're part of that plus and, and adding something else to everyone's routine, um, especially right now, given the certain circumstances and the situations. Um, we want to have that that outlet too, to provide a, a little bit of additional entertainment for you guys out there. Yeah. I mean, we get it. There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of different avenues to go about your, your daily news or your weekly news. So uh, we're just adding on to that. But the fact that you guys took the time out of your day to actually listen to us really means a lot. So big thanks to all of you. For sure. And without further ado, our, we got a couple of topics uh, in today's episode. We're going to be discussing IG interactions uh, we're going to be talking about the community and just some of the new culture that we're we're seeing, at, at least from our perspective, some of the new trends that we're seeing. Um, we're going to go into our halls, and I think for this um, going for this new um, way of discussing our halls, I was thinking, and you can let me know what you think. I was going to call the segment "Plastic Confessions." Sounds a little, Ooh. you know. I think it goes up up the alley, and it was so funny because <clears throat> I heard. I've seen a couple of uh, stories and, and even DMs where they're giving you a, a good time about your previous uh, dirty yeah, Nate yeah. or nasty <laughs> Nate. I thought that was so funny. So I figured, hey, you know what? Since I'm dealing with this uh, uh, dirty Nate, uh, we'll, we'll call it plastic confessions and we'll talk about our hauls or maybe some impulse buys that we gave into. Um, and then we'll end with uh, some previews for next week's episode, some topics that we're going to be bringing. I actually love the name Plastic Confections because it, it reminds me of Taxi Cab Confessions. That's a deep, <laughs> deep cut yes, on that's, HBO. <laughs> that's exactly for, what I was thinking. <laughs> yes, for anyone that remembers, uh, that that's was funny. a pretty interesting show on HBO. So I'm all about the Plastic Confessions. For awesome. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, so we kind of alluded to this a little bit last week. Uh, but I wanted to sort of just talk about Instagram as a platform. and like different ways to use it. Now, I'm not an expert by any means, but I've heard other people talk about the changes to Instagram and what that really means. Um, because I've, I've been an Instagram user. I've had my account for probably about five years now. Josh, mm -hmm. how long have you had yours? Yeah, uh, probably five, six, six years. Okay, so yeah, we, we've been around for a while. Yeah, And we've seen it go through a lot of changes. Um, now, back in the day, Instagram used to be chronological. So you would see all your friends posts on a timely basis. You know, if they mm -hmm. posted the middle, yeah. the beginning of the day, you'd probably see it at the bottom of your feed. If they posted more recently, you'd see it at the top of your feed. Then it started changing. Uh, you know, the algorithm is what we're talking about. It started changing. It started, you know, kind of changing up how we see content. And if you didn't like it, then it's probably coming back in your feed. And then probably about, I don't know, six months ago, I don't know how long this ago this was. 
but Instagram decided just to totally change up the platform. Um, so I'm sure everybody has seen it by now, but we got that update. Uh, the post button has changed to a reels button. Um, there's been some different additions, you know, the stories, the IG lives, uh, really just expanding that video content. Uh, I think they took a lot from what TikTok was seeing, the success that TikTok had, people posting videos, you start seeing on Facebook now. And when it first started to roll out, I remember I was thinking to myself, like, no, I'm not about these updates. I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to be part of that. You know, I don't want to do that. I want to use Instagram the way that I have been using it, which is to post pictures. Um, but then you start to realize, or I maybe, you know, shout out to the uh, Toy Photographers podcast. Uh, Dakota and Scott, and I think Inspired by Andre, had a little roundtable. And I know there's been other podcasts that have talked about this too, but they're talking about like, you need to be aware of those changes on Instagram if you want to expand your reach in the community. Right. Uh, because Instagram is awarding people that use that those features. So for instance, if you're using, you know, if you're only posting photos, you're only really using probably about 20 to 30% of the platform. Because the photos is now, which used to be the central focus of Instagram, has now kind of gone by the wayside a little bit. Right. And you noticed uh, the biggest indicator of that is the fact that that post button has turned into a reels button. So that middle button is what I'm talking about in the middle of your Instagram. If you press on that, it takes you to the reels page where you're seeing everybody's reels. Um, so I started listening to that podcast. I've heard other people talk about it. I started thinking to myself like, man, I'm still in this old way of thinking in how to use Instagram. And it, the platform has changed. And I think the way that it's trying to encourage people to use that, those new features is by supporting those pages and making them more relevant. So using IG Live, using Reels, um, you know, trying to be more interactive with the community that way. I think if you start posting Reels and IG Lives, you're probably going to see more engagement overall because I started to kind of go through this plateau. Uh, you know, I'm very thankful for the following that I have, you know, don't get me wrong. Um, I've, I've got a lot of great followers on Instagram and I, I really appreciate that community, but I noticed that I kind of went into like a little bit of a plateau. I uh -huh. wasn't really growing a whole lot. I was kind of staying flat at my, my follower count. And uh, I started realizing like, I'm not using this thing the way that I think they want me to. Right. Um, so I started posting, you know, I started doing lives um, and the lives were getting some more traction. You know, I did a live with you. I did a couple yeah. of unboxings, some other stuff, got a little bit more traction that way. And then I started listening to that toy photographer's podcast and uh, Dakota's talking about using reels. Um, you know, whether you use it before a post or you use it after a post, have some kind of reel that has like maybe a BTS, uh, you know, behind the scenes photo, behind the scenes video, kind of maybe showing you unboxing the figure and kind of what you're going to do with it, putting it in a pose, post that either before or after you post your photo and you're going to get more exposure. And at first I was like, man, I don't want to have to do that. But I'd already kind of been moving into that BTS, you know, doing more BTS because I know people appreciate that. I get a lot of questions about how do you build that photo? You know, how's that scene created? Um, so long story short, if I can tell you guys anything is just use all of the features that Instagram is offering because it is rewarding you for that. Um, so if you can make a post, you know, do your normal post and then maybe put a reels on your page that shows you how you put that together. Um, that's probably going to get more engagement. I did a post a couple nights ago and it was a Gomez post, which I've got a lot of really positive feedback that hazard squad Gomez. I'm loving that figure, but I also posted a reel. And within a couple of hours, that reel had like a thousand views. Wow. Um, so it's really getting a lot of exposure. And I think Instagram's kind of trying to help me out. Like, okay, you're using the reels, you're posting. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got a couple of lives in here. You're sharing stuff on your stories. We're going to promote your page a little bit more. You have a podcast now. Yeah. You're, going, you're, you're legit. <laughs> it's like you're going, you're, you're checking off all the boxes in their checklist. That's awesome. Yeah. So official, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so with, you know, some of the things you mentioned using the reels and adding like different couple steps to your process. What, what have you, what type of impact have you seen? Have you seen like a, a bump in fellowship, more followers, more interactions or new people on Instagram? Yeah. Um, so I have seen um, over the last couple of weeks that my follower count is slowly going up um, more so than it was when I was kind of plateauing. Cause I went through okay. like a good probably two or three months where I really wasn't growing at all. 
Um, and then just recently, because I've been using it probably more over the last month or so, um, I have had more growth. And I've talked about this with Jason B. Michael before. Yeah. Um, he's huge on TikTok. I'm trying to get into TikTok, but I, yeah. I don't really like the platform. I'm not big into it. And my stuff doesn't get a whole lot of engagement. But you see people like Jason B. Michael, they'll post on TikTok. It gets like 10,000 views. That's drawing people over to Instagram. Uh, Dwayne shoots toys. Shout out to him. He does amazing work. Um, he's got a huge TikTok following. And all of his followers are following him on Instagram too. So his page is blowing up there. So even though, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh God, I don't want to have to do stupid lives or reels or any yeah. crap. It will pay off. I think you're going to see some benefit from it on your page. If you want to expand your reach, I think that's more natural progression to do it. And I was the same way. I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to use the platform the way that I had been, but I am seeing some success from it. I'm seeing more interaction. I'm seeing that more people are finding my page. Yeah. And ultimately I think that's kind of the goal that you want to keep in mind. Like what's the purpose of your page? Do you want exposure? Um, yeah. Do you want to learn and challenge yourself, learn a new skill? I think uh, using the reels, have you seen that it's challenged maybe the way you've set up some shots or been being more thoughtful about the shot? Because I think for me, I like, I haven't used the reels a whole lot. I usually try to just do either a quick what's on my current workbench um, and, and showing that aspect. But, you know, for photographers and for someone like you setting up that shot and kind of really thinking it out instead of just taking the picture and uploading it now that you're incorporating other elements to your post, have you seen that that's kind of strengthen your behind the shot scenes? Yeah. I mean, I still have a long ways to go with my behind the scenes. I'm not nearly, you know, my stuff is pretty amateur at best. Um, there's some people like toys for life, 88 or yeah. Jason B. Michael that are much better at creating a cohesive video that goes with their, you know, their, their reels. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it definitely changes up kind of how I approach a shot because I'm thinking, okay, now I've, I've got the shot rather than tearing down the setup. Now I need to get a video of it. Yeah. And then I also need to get probably a picture showing the whole scene. Um, so it definitely makes me take a little bit longer in how I'm making my posts and kind of thinking about that extra step. Like, let me make sure my work area looks a little bit clean because it can get kind of messy, you know, once you have all the accessories out there. But yeah, I mean, yeah. ultimately, I think it's paying off. And I think that's really interesting because um, like 796 Studios, he does a lot of really good job of doing his streams and, and his transitions and all those pans. And even though oh, I give him a I hard time. I love the way he makes those videos. Everything's super clean, right? And that's, yes. why, that's why I kind of pick at him. I'm like, dude, everything's so meticulous. It's, it's in its place. It's, it looks very neat. Like I picture him building a dial and not having any dust or, or making a mess. I'm over <laughs> here trying to make a dial and there's like paint everywhere. It looks like an explosion has happened. There's like uh, pieces of sticks everywhere. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a mess right. where, and I think that's to that point, you're using the reel and setting it up because you don't see like the mess behind the scenes, but you, you get an aspect of like, oh, this is a work in progress. And you can see that progression where a lot of times it, it really creates an engagement with your audience. Um, the times that I have posted quick, like, you know, making fun of him on the transition videos, but still posting <laughs> what I'm working on, I do get a lot of interactions. And sometimes it is new followers where they see that reel and they'll reach out to me. And then that's when the dialogue happens. Um, and I went through the same, the same kind of experience where I did hit a plateau and there was no more followers, but then I started changing up my uh, approach where I was either posting more stories or, um, using different methods of not just a picture, but maybe different times of the day. And then a story behind it or, or, or using a reel or doing like a quick, quick, uh, short live. Um, it's definitely increased the engagement and the followers started to come back again, you know, and new followers too. Yeah. I definitely, uh, I think it's a, it, it's a payoff, um, you know, because a lot of people, they'll go to that reels page first, rather than looking at their homepage, which yeah. is where they're going to see new photos. Some people are just using it to watch reels now. Yeah. Um, and so IG knows that, and they're trying to make sure that people are using their platform in the fullest extent. So they're promoting pages that are using all of the features, but I was so resistant for so long. So I'm just like, I hate this new feature feature. I don't want to do this. Uh, and now I'm, I'm coming into the fold because Went I'm around. realizing, yeah, 
um, I, I guess got to adapt with the times. I think yeah. that's what it comes down to. Just, you, know, you can't get too set in your ways. Yeah. Take off your keep off my lawn sign. Just take it down. <laughs> it's okay. It's just grass. I'm a and grumpy then, old man. Yeah. Stay off you my know, lawn, kids. Yeah. I started uh, just going back to our last episode. I listened to that first portion and man, I am ragging on the GI Joes so much and <laughs> that I hope people don't think I'm just like some negative Nancy, but no, there's some things that I'm not I'm negative very... Nate nor nasty Nate. Just, yeah. Just figure fan Nate. Oh, and going back, shout out to Cody. Cause he put this that in the story. I had told him like, Hey, back in high school, I was actually called nasty Nate. So the fact <laughs> that you called me dirty Nate, uh, was, was really suiting, cool. right? Yeah. It, it suited me very well. You know, and it's funny how we, we talk about reels and how people just want to watch stuff, um, which kind of brings us to our next segment. And, the, the community culture that we're seeing, at least in, in the last year, we've seen a lot of new different trends happening. Um, and it's almost created its own different culture within the toy community. So like even talking about just the streams, whether it's IG Live mm-hmm. or uh, on YouTube, it's huge right now. And I almost feel like we need that TV guide for the toy community. So this way you can keep up with all the different streams because there's so much. Just for myself, I'm trying to think, we have a stream going on Monday through through Saturday, where if it's not Toy Migos, it's Unparalleled Universe, it's Jay Hernandez, it's Toying Around, Infinity Equation, like the uh, high school creations. On Saturday, like you almost feel like, oh, I, every time I turn on either IG or, or, or YouTube, I'm going to find somebody within the community that's streaming. And then it, there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of conversation going on within the chat. And you almost create like this whole different culture where you start seeing the same old user, the same usernames, you know, it's like hanging out at the bar. You're like, Oh, look, there's, there's Jay figs. Oh, there's uh, you know, there's uh, um, nasty Nate hanging out in the corner, you know? So it's, yeah, and you become, a, a, you become a crew, uh, <laughs> shout out to the Tuesday crew where there, we always hang out. It's the same batch of individuals on unparalleled universes uh, streams. Right. And the jokes go and carry on. And then we start following each other and you build relationships where you get to, you see, and recognize, you know, a lot of these individuals I wasn't following prior, but somehow within these chats, you start seeing them in different streams and they all start, you know, we all start following each other, the figure report, you know, um, you start getting to know each other from, from their post, or you have, we have these conversations where we're all, we have that same common goal and it's all, uh, we're fans of action figures. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, COVID has been a part of that too. You know, we're all kind of forced to stay at home. So what's another way that we can interact with people? Okay, let me do lives some more. So yeah, yeah, you're seeing more pages. You know, shout out to, I've said his name already a few times, Jason B. Michael in the toy page. I love their weekly hangouts. Oh yeah. Um, it's, yeah, really great content. But yeah, I mean, Unparalleled Universe, I can't even keep up with all of it. I feel bad because there's so many streams mm-hmm. and they got that Tuesday crew. And yeah. I don't really, even though I respect the Tuesday crew, I can't say that I'm a member because I'm not there consistently enough. Yeah, um, but- they're constantly backstabbers anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> constantly throwing you under the bus. Uh, you know, I, I saw somebody was a little bit upset with ordering something. And it oh, bad for scramble. Delayed. And then he yeah. got happy. He got it. He got his order. He was a satisfied <laughs> customer. And, Shout you know, I was going to give him a hard time because he had uh, sent in. He, I think he did a super chat saying uh, he ordered something with Prime Studios. I'm like, you got the wrong the wrong account mine's prime arcade so i don't know who you're complaining to prime studios <laughs> take it up with them because last time i checked my site's prime arcade but no that, that bat force yeah. grumps and myself we have a we have a good time picking at each other yeah shout out to bat force grump he's been a long time friend supporter i've been on uh the bat force go check out his podcast he's on a podcast called the bat force and it's great and him and uh him and grandpa batman mm-hmm. have a segment yeah. that they do uh which is ma- mainly action figure focused and it's really great so if you guys haven't checked it out please go check it out uh but yeah i mean there's just been a lot of that over the last year i would say i feel like that community has really grown toying around um you know i didn't really know him prior to those lives but i've been a, become a huge fan mm-hmm. i really appreciated the episode that you guys had that you went on for six hours i don't know how you did that uh, just recently had Sergeant Bananas on there with uh, one of the creators from Super 7 Creator, or I'm not sure what it is. Like a is sculptor? Actually. Yeah, a yeah. sculptor, sorry, from Super 7. Really great stuff. I love to see uh, people in the community that I've been following for a long time. And then you get to see a different side of them. And I think a lot of people really appreciate that. I think that's why Instagram is trying to encourage these reels and these lives. Get to know these people that you've been following for years a little bit better, a little bit differently. Um, oh yeah so 
Yeah, I mean, I try to do lives when I can. Um, you know, I did one of that Baron Ben's unboxing. I got a lot of great interaction, but it's definitely changing the culture, but I think it's in a positive way because it's putting so much more attention on the community. Uh, these companies are starting to notice that this community is a lot bigger than what they might think that it is. And uh, we're very tight knit community too. Uh, we support each other. We support each other's products. We support each other's work. Um, so if a company invests into that, they're going to get that back. And I think that's, it's finally starting to really start to spread where you're seeing a lot of these companies get invested in that toy community. Totally. Couldn't agree with you more. And there's so much insight that's provided on all these streams. Um, there was a, a stream that Toy Mingos did a couple weeks ago and they had one of the soda founders on there. And it was like a history lesson in the action figure community, just letting them know how soda figures came out. A lot of us at that time, if you had been collecting for a while, you collected the street fighter figures and they had them on there twice. And man, it was such a good stream. I was on the edge of my seat, just listening, hanging on to every single one of his words. But then you have other uh, channels like Infinity Equation. They have Bobby Valla in there. And he provides a lot of insight because he's in that industry. You know, he's done his time at Hasbro and he does his um, now with his own Action Force line. But it provides so much insight to where a lot of us on the collecting side, we don't know what the aspects of collecting and starting up your own company, um, how that affects the, the end result. And he's got the Valver stuff, right? Um... Did you get yeah. the weapons pack or any of that stuff? I saw that's been dropping recently. Uh, they had this weapons pack. And then I think they're doing figures too. And there's a couple of guys in the Discord that I'm a part of that has um, received some of that. But I haven't, I didn't ever got into it, but I'm kind of like regretting it now because I saw that weapons pack and it looks great. So I don't know if you picked that up or not, but I know, uh, shout out to Dork Lair, uh, Bill. He got some of that and he, he was really happy with how it came out. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of good feedback on the weapons pack. Um, realistic, um, and it's it scales well with uh, 112 figures. Um, and he's on uh, toying around this this last week. So if you're listening to this on Sunday, it's just this past week he was on toying around, just giving great updates on where he's at uh, with his production line and how they're getting ready to ship out. So. Again, I think it's that insight that a lot of us don't know, oh, how did the pandemic affect a lot of these other toy companies? Um, and what's the end result where if pre-orders go up, we want that figure at that given time. If the ETA is March or, or whatever the ETA is, we want it when, when we want it. And a lot of times we don't take into consideration, not even only just pandemic, but you know, if there's a problem with the mold or something happens at one company, and sometimes that company... Um, is not only doing figures for that specific line, but then they they could be doing figures for multiple companies and they can't just put, and I think this kind of will bring us into the, our next part is, you know, with that Mez interview that Toy Page did, I think that provided some insight where the frustrations on some of the delays, it's because if one thing happens wrong at a factory and, and they're processing these figures for, let's say, a different third-party company, well, they can't just push them to the side and then, okay, let's just tackle Mesco because everybody wants their Mesco now. They still have to wait their turn in line. And to me, you know, one hats off to Paige. I think he did an amazing job with that Mez interview, having them just putting that together, bringing it to the community. He had over, I don't know, 500 people in there just watching at any given time. So I think he, he did the interview uh, fantastic. He did a really good job with it, just handling it and having that conversation, trying to make it as casual as can be. Um, but at the same time, I wasn't expecting like a big reveal. I know some people were, were, were giving them a hard time or just some of the feedback that I was seeing across social media was just like, oh, there was no great reveals. I wasn't really expecting some type of figure reveal because it wasn't, it wasn't set up like that, you know? And if you've seen some of the hangouts with, with Paige and Jason, they're just, they're huge Mesco fans. Mm -hmm. They talk about, you know, how much they enjoy the product. So I was thinking, okay, I've watched enough of his uh, lives that he's, they're not going to reveal some type of figure. It, it's not the right format. Um, but hopefully we get an insight on what 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 uh, happens in Mesco or how does Mez run his company. That's what I was really tuning in for to get some behind the scenes like, hey, what are some things that we may not know? Because I think a lot of us are really quick to give Mez or Mesco a hard time. We're like, hey, single single joints suck or that Joker body sucks or, you know, where's my Wonder Woman that it's been on pre-order for over a year? Where's, where's Mr. Freeze? So things like that. So when he went to those type of uh, explanations about like the material. Sometimes they show you a certain 
a material, but then when it comes to production, the material changes because you don't know that that material is out of print or, or whatnot. I think to me, that was more valuable where I was like, oh, okay, I didn't take that into consideration. And I think a lot of us don't wouldn't take that into mm-hmm. consideration because we're not, we're, we don't have experience running a big company like that. Or maybe it's not, and we think it's big and it's not that big. It's a small team, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I'm going to talk about that episode too, but focusing on something you said, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly about the the toy community and what lives can bring out. There is this huge sense of entitlement I, I see from a lot of other collectors, people that I mainly don't know, but that's just, just negativity about, you know, this figure sucks or, um, you know, you're not giving me what I want or why is this taking so long or blah, 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 blah. There's just complaining like crazy. And um, I think one thing that Mezco has been really good about is addressing those haters Yeah. Uh, right up front. They have a new t-shirt. Uh, I think it's called the Mezco We Hate Haters Club. Yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, they're addressing it head on and they they make those videos about, you know, the Pink Skulls Chaos Club. Like, you think we don't, you think we're new to this? Like, you think you don't, we don't know what you're doing? Like, yeah. we know what we're doing. We just don't care about all this negative feedback that you're giving us. Yeah. So I think that's part of the ugly of the community is that people have this sense of entitlement and they feel like they can say whatever they want to whoever they want because they're behind this screen, this, you know, they're behind their phone. I call them keyboard, keyboard warriors. Uh, people that are a lot braver behind the phone than they might be in real life. Um, so yeah, going back to the Hangout episode, if you guys haven't seen that, episode 27, uh, the toy page on Instagram, go check it out. But yeah, I mean, they talked about some really great stuff. So they had Mez, who is the the owner and CEO, I think, of Mezco Toys. Right. Like the man that you've heard about, the man, the myth, the legend. You've heard about this guy before. He usually has a bad rap in the community. Um, he's been known to be kind of a, quote-unquote a-hole i don't know why yeah. he gets that rap but i think in prior interviews he's just not as approachable uh, but he kind of addressed that head-on he's like i i don't like this kind of stuff i'm not really a, a fan of it but he knows Paige. i guess they have a, a long-lasting relationship so he decided to do it and man the fact that Paige got him on there is pretty incredible because i don't think i've ever seen an interview with meds before prior to the other page interview that he did a long time ago um, cause I think he did have an interview a while ago, or maybe it wasn't page, but somebody did, mm-hmm. uh, where they're talking about Robin. And oh yeah. So, yeah. That's one of the, the first things that page asked him. He's like, all right, yeah. you ready for questions? Yeah. You ready for questions because where's the Robin? Yeah. You know, that's something that a lot of us Mensco collectors are thinking to ourselves like, yeah, where is Robin? Yeah. Um, and I thought his answer was a little interesting because he said something like, you know, why would Batman recruit a kid? dressed up in red yeah. and yellow outfit who is basically a bullet magnet it seems like more of a distraction for batman i never really thought about batman that way or robin that way like, you know and so it's true. funny because it, it reminded me of batman uh, lego batman because he dresses him up and he's like all shiny and glittery and he's like yeah just go out there and, and be like the bait that and when he was saying that that that's all i could think about was like lego batman there's a scene where he, where robin's just like prancing around and stuff and batman's hiding in the shadows so to that extent okay it, it kind of makes sense, but then uh, I'm, I'm on the fence. I, I don't necessarily agree with them, but then I don't disagree because I'm like, okay, it's your company. At the end of the day, he's going to call the shots, but it may, it, it somewhat made sense because if Batman is as, as cool and as awesome and he's like the Dark Knight, why, why have a kid with them dressed in these bright colors? Yeah, they could take their own spin on it and make him a little bit darker. And, you know, there, there's so many adaptations I could do, but it just following that logic, okay, this is Batman the world's greatest detective he's not going to need a sidekick and right. you know if they're going to build on that okay fine now at least i know i'm probably never going to get a robin mm-hmm. yeah so give I me mean, more give me more bad guys it's funny because he says like i have nothing against robin however i know that i've never made a robin figure for mezco so you kind of have something against robin yeah because <laughs> i don't know how many batmans there's at least probably 60 batmans in the mezco line by this point yeah um, and another 60 to come yeah yeah so if we can just get one robin please uh that would be great or even a a nightwing a nightwing anything um you know and that's what i've always pictured robin in my head yeah he's younger yes he wears bright colors but at the end of the day he is batman's backup yeah so if batman gets in over his head which he is known to do in the past he's very confident in himself 
Batman's there to bail him out or at least distract the enemy so that Batman could do something else. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I, I really appreciated Paige asking that question because I know that's one that we've all been asking ourselves since we started collecting Mezco is where is Robin? So maybe at some point we'll get another one. Hopefully. But yeah, he talked about the pandemic impact like you're talking about, you know, what is the pandemic really doing to toy companies? Because I think a lot of people we know that, you know, we've been stuck at home, but what does that really mean? And that it affects everything. It sounds like from the production to the creation to the distribution, you uh, I mean, you name it from start to finish, it's having an impact. So you got to respect that. And even though Mezcos do get delayed, I think the recent delays are probably more COVID related. Um, right. You know, and then what else? You talked about production numbers. Yeah. That was that, kind I, of, that was kind of mind blowing. Yeah, that was, I think that kind of, that kind of uh, hit everyone and knocked them back into their seats where everyone's like, Oh, we thought we knew, but he's like, no, you guys don't know. And I don't know the whole, like the minute, cause I hadn't seen the way who, how he looked. So I didn't know what to expect. So when he came on, I'll, all I got was like a Ben Affleck vibe. I was like, wait, this guy is like, reminds me of Ben Affleck. Like he looks like <laughs> Ben Affleck from like uh, the town or something. I'm like, he just had he like this, he had like this whole like yeah like f you guys like whatever like okay come on ask me the question i don't know he just felt very like come or, on, let's go yeah his buddy jeremy renner uh yeah. in the town he's kind of <laughs> yeah. like more that vibe yeah and yeah. he even says it he's like you know i'm not known to be the nicest guy and you could yeah. just tell he's just like just get to the questions you yeah know? i don't want to chit chat uh but yeah production numbers so there's this long suspicion about um carton counts mm -hmm. and people take pictures of the cartons and it shows you, you know, six of 1,357 or something like that. Um, so then you start thinking to yourself, okay, six times 1,357, that is this many figures. Um, you know, so you start predicting production counts, but he basically said, that's the production count for that one place. Right. But that doesn't mean that's production count for every place, which I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. Because it feels like the the numbers that we've been receiving over the last few years are pretty darn accurate based on what you see in aftermarket availability and price. Yeah. The stuff that's more limited usually is higher priced, but maybe it's because of this false understanding of how it really works. Yeah. And maybe some, some more KGBs will pop up there. Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, because I desperately need it. KGB's I mean, I know Iron Fist. We talked about KGB last uh, KGB's <laughs> last time. He's a smaller character, but yeah, I, I think I'm I'm on that hype train where he's so hard to find that I just want it now. <laughs> <laughs> but he talked about made to order. So you're talking about like uh, one a good example is today. We'll talk about it a little bit later. The Black Skulls uh, mm -hmm. Death Brigade. That stuff's made to order. So like Rumble Society, which I really like the Slugfest stuff. I want to get your opinion, like. Uh, what do you think of the whole slugfest portion of the page now? I, I like the slugfest portion. I, I just wish, like, two pages question. He And I think I wish he would have, well, I don't know if he, he, he did enough of pressing them. I, I, I really liked on some of those questions, Paige did an awesome job of just kind of pressing them to get him to either say yes or no, and mm -hmm. and Mez didn't. But taking a page out of NECA's book and being, you know, the hype and the followership behind everything Rebel Society, Pink Skulls, things like that, when you know that your audience is just like they're 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 buying it by the bulk and the the fans are there why not offer a larger window for pre-order hey these skulls are going to be pre-ordered from month from this day to this day order them and then we'll you know it's going to take us a year to get them to you guys but everyone gets a, ch a fair chance and i think he can have his part in the second market to kind of take some of that air of scalping it and driving those prices up i know he he asked about that and he was like well i can't control the second market no you can't but you just like NECA, they 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 acknowledged hey the second market is pretty crazy and look super seven's done the same thing where they're like hey we don't want you guys to pay you know double triple the price for our product we're gonna re-offer it again or we're gonna offer you a larger window to place your pre-order and then we'll make them made to order i think mm -hmm. that if they were to start doing that um it would alleviate some of the struggles when trying to get some of these products Due to their site crashing, no payment confirmation. Like it was just a nightmare sometimes to try to get some of their products where I'm on that part where some collectors can find themselves on that bridge where it's like, okay, do I want to continue with Mesco or do I want to just cut my loss because I've been at this for like 45 minutes? I'm I can give my money to another another uh brand because there's so much out there. I, I can go to Storm Collectibles, go to Hasbro and not deal with 
uh, all these errors or clicking, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, and that's one thing that they address too is the Mezco site transactions. Um, ever since I've been collecting Mezco and it's gotten worse over time because the line has gotten more popular, but that site has always had issues. Um, I just can't, it can't uh, take the, the load of on the server for, I don't know what, what the deal is. Right. But every time there is a release, there is some type of server issue and you get people that just go insane because they're ready. They're available when the drop happens. Um, they got it in their car. They're going to check out. They're like, Oh man, I got this. I got this. And then boom, it spins and it spins and it spins. And then it spits out a 504 error. You're like, Oh my God. So then you got to start all over again. You go back, put it into your cart, check out, switch your payment method, payment failed. Oh my God. Go back, do it again, switch your payment method, payment failed. You do it like 10 or 12 times. And finally yeah. you get something <clears throat> to go through, but that 10 or 12 times could take you 20 minutes. Yeah. And these, uh, from what we've seen in a lot of the last releases, these things are selling out in like 15, 20 minutes. So to know that you are ready when it dropped and then to know that a payment failure issue because the website couldn't hold the traffic, it is so infuriating as a collector Yeah, because you took the time out of your day to be there. You took, you know, you were ready for it. You made sure that you prepared, you know, people are saying update your payment info, make sure you're logged in. You know, I do all that stuff just to make sure I'm ready. Yeah. And then to have it still fail when you were one of the first ones in line just is a kick in the nuts man it just really really deflates your bubble yep and i get the rage that people have because like you know fuck this site i'm yeah. done with it oh yeah I'm sick of it um and mesco said something like you know it's not really under control we've been telling them to address that issue but come on man this has been going on for years yeah years and it seems like with some releases it's fine and some there's no hit like i was able to get the black baron without a hitch was in there, put in my card, they limit to, and it, it, to me, it's like, okay, when they do the limit per is one, there's no problem. Mm -hmm. But for, for today's like the black brigade, it was limit was four and everything went haywired. So, so I don't know. It's like, come on guys, like you guys need to get your stuff together and figure it out. Like obviously when you, and then obviously when you increase the, uh, the products that are there because not only did we have the black brigade but you had other the soft goods option you had the weapon pack you had shirts you had stance like you guys are offering so much which is great but it, why offer us all all this great product and then your site can't handle it yeah or do, do it differently do it in steps yeah you know do what you know is going to be the hottest item which is right. the death skulls uh black skulls death brigade right you know drop that first let it do its thing and then maybe drop the other stuff later, just so you're yeah. not over flooding the site with all this. Um, and the because... whole secret, the whole secrecy, like, I know, I don't know if that's like, they want it to be their angle, but they, one, they are pissing off a lot of fans where the fans are ready to give the money to Mesco. They're like, Hey, mm -hmm. I want to get the skulls on. But then a lot of guys are either missing out because it dropped that at some random time and, or they, they send off the email. And then by the time they got the email, like it was already on the site. There's just, mm -hmm. So, sometimes making making us collectors jump through so many hoops just to get your product at the end of it i'm like you know what i don't even want the product or i've clicked on so many times or i'm checking the sites every hour like i shouldn't be checking the site every hour just tell me when it's going to go up give me a window give yeah. me a time frame and then i'm going to get it but i don't know I, I today was a very uh intense um interaction with mesco it was like the hot girlfriend that treats you like crap and can't, I like can't you leave so her. much, and I love the way that you make me feel. But Jesus, uh, you treat me like shit sometimes. You know? <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like you, as collectors, uh, you know, me and you are mainly Mezco collectors. Yeah, um, I know we collect other stuff, but we've given a lot of money to this company over time, and that doesn't give me any sense of entitlement. I'm not trying to say that. Right. I'm just saying, like, give back to the fans that have been there since day one and continually buy all of your products. You know, wouldn't you want to encourage those people to come back and continue to spend money? Because I'm sure over time, they've probably lost fans just due to the website issues. Right. Um, and I get it. Websites are expensive. Uh, server space is expensive. 
uh, it cuts into your bottom line. You don't want to take away from your profits. And with COVID, I'm sure they're like, yeah, that's the last thing we're going to spend money on is trying to improve the website. You know, we got to ramp up production. Right. But a little bit of money into the website to make that experience better would be great. And I have had my successes, but, um, you know, there's been a couple of transactions. I think it's dark, Darkest Dawn Batman, which was super seamless. Yeah. No issues. Um, but I would say the bad outweighs the good as far as the transactions. Um, so let's go into that a little bit more. Black Skull's Death Brigade. So I'm guessing based on your story, you did not get them today. No, I did not get them. I had them in my cart various times, um, but I got the, the spinny wheel of death at the time of checkout and Ooh, ultimately ended up, ended up being waitlisted. So I'm on the waitlist. Can't get in the club, but I'm hating all you guys inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was rough, man. Uh, that dropped. Um, so I think that was mentioned in the Krig 13 comic. There was a slugfest page that said the date, which I think the date was actually yesterday and not today. Mm -hmm. so they had changed the date and then they kind of came out and said okay it's actually gonna be on the 18th uh, but we didn't really know exactly what time but there's the usual mezco drop for anybody that's not familiar with that time it's 1 p.m eastern on wednesdays normally but that doesn't always mean that it happens at that time sometimes it's on a monday sometimes it can be on a friday um, yeah. it's usually around that 1 p.m eastern time so we're all getting prepared and this thing drops. And I noticed initially the death skulls don't show up or the black skulls don't show up right off the bat. They kind of like they delay for two minutes. Yeah. So that kind of gets everybody a little antsy. Like, oh, okay, let me go look at the soft goods pack. Let me go look at the weapons. They're kind of taking their time viewing it. And then it drops. And so some people are like, okay, let me back out and remove this stuff from my cart. So it almost created this like uh, these issues with people where they're already invested in looking at something else. They got it in their cart. They're about ready to check out. And then the, the black skulls drop. So everybody's got to scramble, get back into the site. And then uh, to your point, there's also, um, uh, not to your point, but I would say there was a code that they were using, right. which was uh, skulls uh, for anybody that didn't get it. But that was for people that had bought the Gold Mez Toy Fair bundle. And with that was buy three, get one free. So that's really encouraging people to get four. Um, and man, talk about a benefit from a toy spare package. Uh, I really hope that the cog from Krig ends up being as profitable as that code from Goldmez because that just made the Goldmez $85 less. Right, you know, that, if you got it. Fig, yeah, that figure was, <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it because at the time I was like, I'm not spending $200 on this toy spare package. Yeah, no, I mean, I got in, I didn't get the, the discount. I think I've been hanging on to that ring wearing it every single time i figured if i wear this ring every time i order my my order is going to go through without a hitch i had the ring on it didn't it didn't uh i didn't use the mesco luck didn't bring it to me um that's right so, i hate to hear my yeah. friends that don't get that stuff because i know you're an avid collector just like i am especially at mezco um so i told you know josh i was going to look out for him if he can't get his wait list to convert I'll try to hook him up with one of my black skulls so that he's not totally out because uh, he's hooked me up in the past before with Doc Knock. Um, so you got to return. Oh, that's favorite. right. Yes, I appreciate that. I almost forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I hope people in the community are <clears throat> helping each other out. You know, if you have a friend that can't get to the site, you know, do them an, uh, you know, a, a good favor and just give him one of your black skulls, man. A lot <laughs> of people probably got four Yeah. Uh, because of the buy three, get one free. One of those you're getting for free. Just hook up a homie, man. Just give me one. That's all yeah, I just mean. give him one. Um, so yeah, I mean that it's incredibly frustrating when that stuff happens. So yeah, that was uh, pretty painful, and I think that leads us to now our plastic confessions. Ooh, plastic confessions! I yeah. really love that name. <laughs> so, what do you got going on for this this week? So I know I kind of started out strong with my plastic confessions. Um, I think I've been building up a little bit of a haul there, but this week it's a little bit more weak. I got to say, um, I didn't get as much. I got the Toys Fair uh, 2021 bundle. Okay. And that was Craig 13 with um, the other swag. I really liked the uh, five points of uh, Popeye. Nice. Are you a fan of the pop, uh, the five points figures? What, what are your thoughts on five it, points? Um, I'm not a, Okay, so right off the bat, I wasn't a fan of Five Points. But ironically, I've been getting them because I've been buying some of these sw uh, swag bundles. And mm -hmm. and I realized just the other day I was going through some of the, my Mesco stuff. 
I was like, oh, okay, I got a, I got a couple of them. I got the hazard squad. So I have like four of them or so. I'm like, these are really cool. I don't know if I'll open them just because I really love and I really dig the packaging. It's such a really neat retro look. Um, so I think I'm slowly starting to turn into a fan of the five point. They're just so, they're so neat looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like you, like uh, at first when I started thinking about five points, you know, I already have enough figures that I'm collecting. Why would I want to get into five points? And my, my main jam is uh, 112 collective. Right. But I do agree. Like I've received um, most of mine through a swag bundle or through another release. I have all the Gomez ones. Um, so the hazard squad, the agent Gomez, and then I think the space ghost, which I can't remember what that came with. The gold uh, Gomez. Gold Gomez. Okay. So I had bought, I think the space ghost from somebody that got that toy sphere bundle because I, I skipped on that. But yeah, I thought Popeye was a really cool addition. Um, I'm a big fan of the 112 Popeye. So I was happy to get that. Uh, the I think the big shining thing is probably the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are trying to wonder, like, what is Creek 13 all about? And that comic really helps set the stage for what could potentially be the future of the Creek 13 line, which is a very separate piece of the Rumble Society, at least for now. Uh, Sounds like a gang know. member to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a gang of Krig. Um, yeah. And the, you see the different versions, the murder hornets, which I really like their, their uh, helmets. They're oh, a little different. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the, the Blood Forest, which is the Asia Gold exclusive. And then you have the uh, white one, which I can't remember the name of that. Um, but I don't know. It, it's cool to see how they're getting away from the Gomez verse a little bit mm-hmm. and offering something completely new and fresh. Um, so, yeah, you got that. You got some stickers, which I don't, I'm not a big fan of stickers. I don't, I could care less. Uh, pins, it's another thing. You know, if you can give me, and I heard I have watch you say this in his alive earlier this week. If you can give me an option to spend $10 less and take those pins out, I will probably pick that option. Right. Um, I think, in, what's your thoughts on that? Like, should they offer up a swagless bundle? I think if they do that, everyone's going to go for the swagless bundle. As, as I was just going to yeah. say. I think they specifically don't do that because right. they know nobody's going to go out there and actually buy that. Yeah. Unless they put something that's very rare in the swag. Like if you told me that that's the only way you're going to get a five points Popeye. Right. Okay. I might go after that swag bundle because that's going to be highly sought after at some point, but most of the stuff that's in the swag, I could care less about. Yeah. That, that toy box fair one, that was like a, again, it's a, it's a, some are a hit and some are a miss. I feel like the Bodega Box was a was definitely oh, a, a way a better hit, hit. Yeah. than the Creek 13. Because I saw in the, like the patch, I thought it was going to be like a regular size patch. And then I think I did see Iowa uh live. And so the patch is like, it's a huge patch. I'm like, you it need to put that huge on the back patch. of your jean jacket and, you know, <laughs> with your with their leather wallet on your chain. Like, that's what you need to put it on. Um, yeah. and that's, it had like the bandana. I was like too much where I was like, eh, that's an easy pass for me. That's why it does not call my attention. Whereas with the bodega box, I really liked the little baseball bat. I keep my kids in line with that. Um, I got the token. So you're from, like, beating the, your kids with that bat right now? No, I said, I keep them in line. I don't beat oh, them. Okay. I keep them all in right. line. So it's, it's a, right. yeah. As long as the fear is there, that's all I need. Somebody, somebody calls CPS on Josh right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just fear and there's no proof. So, um, I cover it with a pillow so it doesn't leave marks. Um, the token is really cool. Um, the bodega yeah, the box token has, is really cool. Yeah, the, the bodega box, I think, was really uh, a grand slam. I, I really dug all the stuff that they included it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, bodega box is the right way to do swag. Yeah. Um, uh, especially the, the included dial with the box. Yeah. How genius, dude. And I've, I've, uh, I instantly wanted to use that in shots. Yeah. If they could have more boxes that expand on those dials, that is more of what I'm looking for. Because I feel like between the two bundles, I'm definitely more impressed with Bodega. Yeah. Toys Fair, I got to say it, after getting in hand, I do like Craig, but I don't really like the bundle too much. Yeah. And I spent a lot on it. You know, you start realizing that was $175. Yeah. And how much was Bodega? $125? Bodega was $125. Yeah. It's like, how, how can you do that because bodega i feel like was a more valuable bundle i feel like i got more for my money yeah whereas toys fair and i think the main draw is probably the cog coin yeah you know because that's like we were talking about with the the codes um 
so there was like Dakota ring in last year's box and now it's the cog coin yeah and after seeing what happened with the black skulls death brigade you got a free 85 dollar figure if you had that Dakota ring i'm hoping this cog coin actually comes into play at some point because then i'll feel better about spending 175 on this bundle yeah you just have to wait like two years yeah. two years right <laughs> it was a long time for you actually to get some benefit from that but um, I think they've offered a couple of coupons at some point, but it definitely didn't seem like, you know, from what they sold that as like, oh, you're going to get discounts all the time. Yeah. No, it wasn't. You got discounts time. maybe three times. Yeah. And it's been like $10 discounts, but then the shipping's like 25 bucks. So I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, so kind cool. Of, so that's, that's yeah, awesome. Cancels out. Yeah. And back, you know, just going back to the bodega box and the dial that, yeah, the setup and the fact that it came with, the ability to hang up all the weapons like you can have your little weapon accessory just hats off to that because that was just a genius design like and that's what i want to see more of it's a it's good quality where it's, mm -hmm. it's pretty um it's it holds its weight you know it's sturdy the the the, the dial for the bodega box the dial is great it's yeah, got a lot of detail um you know like the weapons racks yeah like the that, weapons rack man that just seems like wow they didn't have to do that but they added like eight individual pieces that actually go into that. They added the hooks. Mm -hmm. I mean, they added an additional box, a foldable box that you can put in the dio. Um, they really went all out with that. I, I was really surprised. Um, and it's a great background. You know, if you're an amateur photographer and you don't have a lot of dios or you don't have backgrounds, use that bodega box because it's great. To yeah, you've been killing shots. it with those shots. Thanks, man. Yeah, I got hey. instantly inspired <clears throat> after I unboxed that. Awesome. Anything else you get? um no i mean really it's just toys fair i mean it's kind of a boring <laughs> week for me that's all i really had since the last time we talked okay I'm looking around my room like did you I don't... did you pre-order destro uh destro no oh so that's a good what? point oh. um so uh, not because of my hate for gi joe like i presented <laughs> last time but i just told myself you know like i can't get into another mezco line yeah you know, I'm, I'm in DC. I collect some Marvel here and there. I'm really heavy into Rumble Society. And as cool as Destro, like, I'm not going to lie. Destro looks really good. Um, his weapons are awesome. His overall look is great. I don't knock anybody for getting into that because I was super tempted multiple times. I'm still tempted to go in there and spend some rewards points on him. But I'm trying to stick to my guns. Did you oh, get him? okay. Yeah, no, I definitely got him. I, dealing with the hoops that i had to jump through just with getting some of the hasbro figures i was like okay if mesco's gonna do it i'm all in if and especially he, hearing what he had to say on the interview with Paige, he was like oh we're, we're doing characters from gi joe we're gonna be delivering one each quarter hey i'll take that and to me that was a big enough reel for me you're mm -hmm. giving me one gi joe character every three months that's awesome like i can deal with that um at that price point you know the accessories are going to be killer if they come up with some light up features like he's coming with that light up suitcase that's going to be really good i love those accessories they're great for picks um and they're getting better and better at their articulation the the different body molds that and he even went into that he said you know they have 18 different bodies and they're they're doing some updates um they're in the right track and i think the quality is going to be there behind the material the head sculpture are looking better. That grin, that's a killer grin that Destro has. So yeah, I jumped on Destro. Um, the other thing I got in this week was I got a Robin vest from, uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if it's Toy Wale or Toy Wally on Instagram. Um, the Robin vest came out and it was killer. It was such, uh, he did such a fantastic job on the goods, on the soft goods of it. I was able to just throw it on the Mesco stealth suit Spidey. And I had my 112 Robin for myself. So um, that was an awesome buy. The other thing I gave into, and this is kind uh, of like my impulse buy that we talked about this on our last episode about the uh, hype and plunderlings, right? <laughs> they, they went back up for pre-order and I was like, I'm jumping on the train. I got myself two plunderlings. It's funny. Actually, I have a plunderlings on the way from BBTS. Uh, nice. I got I got that Nomad Goyle when he went up before they re-released him. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to check it out because I've heard so many people say so many good things about Plunderlings. And um, you know, I've seen some really great shots from the community. And I know it's totally out of my wheelhouse, but yeah. um, I just want to see what it looks like. You know, I want to right. mess you, with it. You know what picture really 
took me to that edge and I was like, okay, I'm going to jump. It was Jason B. Michael's picture of the plunger things he did, pushing him on the swings. I was like, damn it, Jason, am I way taking some, such good shots? I'm yeah. like, all right, fine, I'll do it. Seriously, I mean, it just adds a whole nother dynamic to his photos because he's, you know, he does a lot of different stuff. I think that's a great thing about his work is that he's very diverse in the figures that he shoots and the scenes that he sets up. So it definitely sold those figures. And going back to your Robin, man, that Robin looks so good. Um, you know, it makes me want to go out and get that stealth suit, Spidey. It's yeah, that's going to be the next. He's going to be in high demand. the The thing that I love is I'm not a like action figure customizer by any means. I don't like, especially taking a Mesco and cutting and taking off suits and things like that. Like, I had to take a deep breath just because I was pretty nervous of just messing with the Mesco and taking the suit off. But it was such an easy task to do to slip off the vest, off the stealth suit, Spidey, and it really required minimal alteration to the figure. And I now I have a, a 112 Robin. Maybe he's a little on the taller side, but it's it's a it's a nice Robin that will go good with with the rest of my Batmans that I have. Since um, I'm never gonna get a Mesco Robin anytime soon. I know. I mean, now that I heard that live, maybe there might be some chance of us getting it. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I don't know if it's gonna be something that we get really anytime soon. Um, but you know, I, I'm hoping that we do in, in the meantime, I may go your route and do the South suit Spidey and just get some Robin gear from toy Wally. I, I followed toy Wally for a long time. Shout out to him. He does some really amazing work, uh, in custom 112 clothing. So if you guys haven't checked him out, please go check him out. Yeah, no, he does really great stuff. And it was quick. It was a um, quick turnaround. The quality is super, super good. I was a little rough with it and I was like, oh man, I want to mess it up, but it didn't. It held up. Um, and yeah, it looks fantastic on the new Robin. Yeah, um, it does look really good. And, and that was it. That it was a really light week. It was some pre-ordering. Um, I got waitlisted. But I didn't get much <laughs> in. Um, trying to look around here. I don't think I have anything coming in. Um, I got a couple uh, head sculpts. And hopefully they come in for our next week's episode. We can talk about some of the customizers out there. And oh, yeah. since we're kind of getting to the end of our show here we didn't get to talk about the behind the scenes and some of the tips and practices that i know a lot of individuals reach out to um and i think it will give us a good starting point for next week's episode we'll talk about some behind the scenes and tips and practices and we'll reach out to you guys out there in the community you know what what do you want us to dive into what are some challenges you guys are facing let us know we'll create a post um and we'll open it up for some feedback comment on there and let us know hey you know why don't you guys tackle this? This this is what I'm um, struggling with, whether it's lighting or setting mm -hmm. up a figure or what's the best lights. I think I, I usually see that. What's the best lights or what camera do you use? What are the settings? We'll, we'll kind of dive into that. Um, but let us know. And I think the other thing I wanted to talk about for the next episode, and Nate, you let me know what, what your two cents are on this, is I've seen this in a couple of different posts. And um, what's the goal of your collection? At the end all, what, what is the end game? Are you going to be, do you see yourself always collecting? Um, is there, is there a point where you're like, oh, once I reach this age, I'm not going to be collecting anymore. Or, you know, um, depending on where you're at in your relationship, you know, as you have kids, do you, do you see yourself passing your collection down to the next of kin? Or if you don't have any kids, then what do you foresee happening with your collection too? So what's the end all goal? And I think that'll be a very um, deep topic to kind of uh, dissect. Mm -hmm. um i know sometimes i find myself just wondering okay like what is the end goal like do i want to eventually i'm going to run out of room if i keep collecting at the rate that i'm going i'm going oh, to yeah. run out of room right i so, already i already am so what's like there has to be a point where your collection has to be focused on one thing or another so we'll, we'll talk about that on the next episode as well and as always we'll create a post um let us know your thoughts comments concerns no threats um because we won't listen to those but yeah feedback is always appreciated you can threaten josh if you want <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Please don't. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let us know. I mean, like Josh said, I'm going to try to do a deep dive into my behind the scenes, uh, give you guys a little more info on how I create my posts. You know, what, what are my steps? You know, what do I focus on first? How do I go about lighting? What kind of lights do I use? My camera, all that stuff. So if there's anything specific that you guys want to know uh, about my process, you know, feel free to drop us a DM or comment on Josh's post. Uh, we'll definitely answer those questions because like we said before, we want this to be a podcast that you guys are looking forward to. We want it to be content that you care about um, and we really care about the community. Um, so yeah, please give us that feedback. We really appreciate it. 
Yeah, so we want to thank you for listening to us on this episode too. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter, Prime to the First. I am mainly on Instagram, uh, but you can also find me on TikTok, man, um, <laughs> at figurefan underscore Nate. Yeah, please go check out my toy art there. Uh, and check out Josh while you're at it too, because he's, he's got a pretty awesome page. Thank you, sir. And thank you, guys. This has been another episode of The Figure Booth. Thanks, everybody.